Hello, hello out there, everyone. We are so excited to be with you for another day. Happy Saturday to you. I want to welcome you to the Coffee with Wanda show where coaches and thought leaders uh, discuss the successes and challenges inherent every day in just being a woman. So today's topic is from the bedroom to the boardroom. Do you know what you want? And I can't wait to get started on this discussion because I know it's going to be juicy and spicy and fantastic. But before we do, I'm, my name is Rhonda Y. Williams and I'm your host for the show. Uh, I'm an emotional intelligence strategist and coach helping leaders uh, create the shift from overwhelmed to overjoyed, from stuck to unstuck so that they can transition and create a life they love. I'm also the founder of Dream Life by Design Mastermind Group, where we help you create and transition to a joyful uh, living in your own experience, in your own life. So we're going to introduce our guest and our co-host in just a minute. But before we do, just a few housekeeping items for you, if you're out there watching us. Um, first of all, we want you to tell us your name and where you're watching from. And don't forget, we'll want to know what's in your cup. And my cup, I'm at a conference, and so I ran down and uh, had to grab a couple Starbucks this morning uh, with some uh, vanilla spice in it. So uh, we are definitely wanting to know what's in your cup. So the other thing that we want to know from you before we get started, we want you to like the video. We want you to comment on anything that resonates with you. If it strikes you, if it hits you, if you agree, if you disagree, comment on it. And then also, we want to uh, we want you to tag a friend and share this video to your page so that we can build on this conversation and get a pretty robust conversation going. So now let's introduce the rest uh, of our panel for today, and we'll go on and we'll uh, introduce our co-host first. We'll start with you, Marie. Yes, hello, hello, everybody. I'm always very happy to be to be here. My name is Mireille Tulekima. I'm based in Perth, Australia, so it's good evening for me. And uh, I'm a soil entrepreneur, the CEO of MT Energy Resources, which is an oil and gas and energy company, and uh, the founder and CEO of Mireille Tulekima Global Leadership. Uh, an organization which actually focuses on uh, helping individual and organization to uh, become the best that they can be and uh, engineer greatness in whatever they're doing. I'm also a free time author, I'm a speaker, I'm a host of a show, so I do a lot of things. I'm a superwoman, so that's, uh, that's me. I'm, I'm really, really happy to be back again. Awesome. Well, welcome to the Superwoman Club. <laughs> awesome. And so, uh, so let's go to you, Bernadette. Good morning. Happy Saturday to you. Good morning. Happy Saturday, ladies. Good to be here. Well, yes. most of you who have been watching, you know, my name is Bernadette Evans. I am a minister, I'm an author, I'm a spiritual coach, and I am also recently been appointed as the international coordinator of TACME ministry in Cameroon, uh, in Douala, Cameroon. So I'm excited about that, yes. Wow, congratulations. 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 That's very awesome. Thank you. And I'm going to ask everyone to just sort of mute themselves as, as you can if you're not speaking. Something's going on with our audio. Yeah, I, there's a lot of feedback. There is a lot of feedback, and I'm not sure why that is. 
You, okay, it stopped with everyone going on mute. So what it could be, guys, is it might be that someone has the Facebook tab open in the background. So just double check and make sure that your Facebook tab is coming through and trying to broadcast at the same time. And we got our other co-host um, joining us. And so uh, if we're going to go ahead, and I still hear the feedback a little bit, but we're not going to let it disrupt us too much. We're going to just everyone keep yourself muted. Um, until we get to you. Uh, so Roz, we just did the introduction of the co-host. Thank you so much for joining us. Happy Saturday and go ahead and, and introduce yourself. I'm the owner of Jacksonville's Best Caregivers, where we provide four levels of specialized care to loved ones in home, home health care, sitter, home care companion, home health aid and certified nursing assistance. When you can't do it all, give us a call. And I'm so excited to be on here with Lachelle, one of my favorite people. So I'm excited this morning, yes. Awesome, 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 awesome. That's great. Um, and we are so excited. We've got our full complement of, of crew today. And we've got the amazing Lachelle Barnett joining us today, who is a brand strategist. And Lachelle, you want to do a quick introduction of yourself and welcome to the show. Well, thank you, ladies. I'm excited to be having this chat this uh, Saturday morning or evening for those of you who are in the evening. <laughs> um, so my name is Lachelle Barnett and I run a consulting firm called The Reset Room and we help coaches, consultants, anybody who's in the uh, expert space figure out how to identify and clarify their market, their messaging and their um, market. What did I say? Market messaging and marketing strategy. So that way lead generation becomes the easiest part of their entire business. That's uh, kind of what I do. Awesome. Well, we are so excited to have you um, today. And what we want to do is we want to have a conversation today. Um, our topic of conversation today is from the bedroom to the boardroom, do you know what you want? And so we're going to jump into our conversation. Remember out there, if anything resonates with you, first of all, share the video, tag two women, tag two friends that you think could really benefit from joining the conversation. Uh, and then we will be happy to uh, share that with you also. So let me just start off by talking about this topic, which is a little bit interesting for me. Um, as I think about from the bedroom to the boardroom and do you know what you want? One of the things um, that I instantly think of is, you know, well, gosh, who has time to sit down and really think about what they want? <laughs> I mean, you know, we move at such a breakneck pace and speed that sometimes we don't take the time to really think about what we want. And so as we're um, moving through life, I know that I find it's difficult to have um, satisfaction. It's difficult to get fulfillment. And, and it's difficult um, for me to really feel like I'm on the right path when I have not defined what it is I'm actually going towards or what it is I really want. So um, as we think about from the bedroom to the boardroom, we're gonna think about what it is we want in the bedroom. And number one, do we know what we want, right? Do we know what we want? That's one aspect of it. But the other aspect of it is, even if we know what we want, are we able to clearly and effectively communicate what we want? Right, so there's sort of two pieces um, to this strategy. So of course, because I like to be a little bit spicy and I like to be a little bit messy sometimes too, we're gonna start in the bedroom with this conversation. And we're gonna start by, you know, women, ladies, I just wanna know as you were growing up, 
what were you taught about what was right or wrong in the bedroom? Where, how, how did you, how do you know? And how did you come into your own personal identity? Because for me personally, there wasn't any discussion, right? So it, for me, I was, I didn't know what I wanted. And, and then I didn't know, right? I was always told I needed to be a good girl. And so I had that as a foundation, right? Be a good girl, do the right thing. But in terms of, you know, fulfilling sort of knowing what my own identity is, fulfilling what that identity is, getting comfortable with that personal identity, we never had those conversations. And so my good girl started to conflict with what I thought I wanted or who I thought I could or should be in the bedroom. And that can be a little bit of a challenge. I don't know, <laughs> maybe it's just me, but definitely it became a little bit of a conflict for me in terms of, of that and being confident and knowing what I want. And then once I did begin to know what I want, I was too shy to express it, right? I mean, who wants to go around really talking about what they want, especially as women, we're kind of like, um, yeah, no, I'm good. So, uh, so tell me a little bit about your own personal experiences. I'll toss it around to you. And as our guest, Lachelle, we'll start with you uh, in the conversation and then we'll move on to our co-host. So I think that my experience is probably similar to what you shared, right? There was not a lot of discussion around, well, what do you want, right? And how do you get it? And um, so I think for me, it was a lot of trial and error. Uh, I learned what I wanted based on the experiences that I had. And every person that I encountered taught me something, right? So it was, oh, I really like this. Or, oh, I absolutely don't like that. Even the things that I sometimes thought I wanted. And I was like, oh, that's that's not exactly what I meant, Jesus. That's I, I mean, yeah, a little different than what I had it in my mind. So I think for me, um, it was a lot of trial and error. And I think you know, that's really not the best way to learn, right? It's not the best way. You waste a lot of time and energy and not so much waste because every experience is designed to teach us something, but there is a more efficient or more effective way to, you know, really get clear about what you want. So that was kind of my own personal history. Absolutely. You know, it's so interesting that you say, you know, one of the things that you found is that if you're not conscious, then you end up getting something that you don't exactly want. And a part of that might be because, you know, sometimes if we're not super clear about that, you know, we're just headed in a direction, but we don't really know where we're going. So, uh, so, so, for Anne, just Bernadette, yeah, there's some feedback. I'm not sure what is going on with that feedback, but Bernadette, let's come to you. Okay. So, well, you know, for me, when we talk about uh, what we want in the bedroom, I, unfortunately didn't have a great experience because for most people that know me know that my story is is about being um sexually abused as a child so my whole foundation was you know i would say my whole foundation was interrupted at a time when i should have been like developing and growing and learning these these things that was interrupted and disturbed so i had a lot of challenges when it came to identifying what i liked and what i wanted period <laughs> not just in you know not just so much as in in the bedroom i just had challenges with with my sexuality period wow and and, and i and i'm sure that that sort of i think we're already sort of in a tumultuous place 
um, as women in terms of being able to be really comfortable and clear about what it is we want, especially in the bedroom. But when you have those experiences added onto it, it just jumbles everything up, right? Your emotional mm -hmm. center gets sort of thrown off and it's really difficult to sort of um, rebalance yourself. So um, that's definitely understandable. That's true. I mean, like for years, and I mean like a lot of years, um, I didn't, I didn't know, you know, I didn't know what to do. I didn't even really know the root cause because when those things happen to you as a child, it traumatizes you. And I know that this mm -hmm. is not, um, the conversation for that, but we're talking about, you know, sexuality at this point from the bedroom to the boardroom. And so my point that I want to make is that, you know, when those things happen to you at an early age, um, it, it, it reaches into your, into your adult life. And because if nothing is ever done about it, you don't even know how to cope with, uh, with relationships. Mm -hmm. you, don't even, you don't even know where to begin or how to say and express that this is what I want. This is what I don't want. Um, this is what I like. And then, you know, coupled with, you know, the African-American experience of growing up in times where parents just didn't even talk to you about sex in the first place. So you kind of left like a fish out of the water, kind of like flapping, not knowing where to go or what to do. Well, it's so interesting that you say that because we don't have those conversations. And for every mother out there with a young daughter, you know, think about this, think about, because we actually did have sexual conversations. I don't know about y'all, but the conversation in my household was just don't do it. <laughs> just right. That's the conversation. Your don't sexual do it. education and conversation. Don't do it. Keep your legs closed. Be a good girl. I'm here with the, at a conference with Linda Clemens today, and she, you know she's fantastic. And Linda started off this morning talking about the cookies, right? And you got to make sure you keep your keep your cookies together. You know, hide your cookies, protect the cookies. And so the conversation that was the conversation that I was used to. So again. Think about that for a moment, and I'm going to toss it to you, Moraine, in just a second, but think about that for a moment. Just don't do it, right? Be a good girl and just don't do it. Mm -hmm. And that's how that contributes to everything else that we feel, you know, as women in regards to being able to know what we want for our own sexuality. So, Marae, uh, I'll toss it over to you. Yeah, I think for me, the, I mean, the experience is the same. I mean, you, you actually learn it on on the way through different experience. You never, I never had actually, um, you know, conversation with my parents or my mom or a very structured conversation about what I really want. I mean, they, they actually already have, have had a script for me and you basically follow the script because they are your parents. And then on top of that, being one of the youngest, then you have also all the sibling adding to it. So you basically, all the time following and uh, you know through life i mean you, you you start to evolve i mean you you meet somebody you get married you, you have children and that's where you start to discover yourself and you start to give you know uh, direction to your to your life and to uh, i mean to your social life and to your professional life so it's been a trial and error and uh, also through different experiences especially traveling you know uh, you know, in, in different countries and interacting with different people. So all this learning has really, you know, helped me to shape myself and really understand my purpose and what I really wanted to do. And, uh, but at the beginning, I had really no base, really. So it was really, you know, okay, you go and 
get what you have. You, if it's good, then you, you learn from it and uh, you, you keep going. And that, that, that's been, that has been the experience for me. Wow. So whatever that experience is, you just kind of do the very best you can. You learn, mm -hmm. from it, grow from it, and you just try to move on the best you can. Mm -hmm. And so as we go, we're going to come to you, Roz, you know, as you think about, you know, um, your own personal experience with with this and, you know, what it, what did you take from it and how did it shape uh, you and your ability to communicate and, and before you communicate. So in the bedroom, when I think about it, I'm like, okay, so this is, you know, kind of deciding if I want, if I want mystery for the night, if I want um, beast mode, if I want Mr. Sweet, gentle and sexy, <laughs> if, if I want right, a little variety <laughs> or the teacher or the whatever, right? What is it that you actually want and feel like you want to express in this way, knowing that you can have fantasy, you can do these things, you can shift your world in this moment and it be okay because that is what you want. Over to you, Roz. I wasn't even taught about sex until college when we had sex education in college. Now, we, you know, I was taught how to be clean before and how to be clean after. Right. But I wasn't taught the in between. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, I was always taught, you know, uh, keep yourself clean. If you, you know, you don't have no smell. If you smell yourself, wash yourself. You know what to carry in the bag during the time of your, you, you know, as they say, you know, your situation. You know, back in the day, they called it the situation. <laughs> you know, all of that. But you know, when I was feeling like Jane and I wanted a Tarzan, nobody told me how to handle Tarzan and how to handle my Jane. Because I, I'm saying, so you know, I didn't even, you know, you know, like, 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 you know, like what Lachelle was saying. I was having itches and scratches back in high school, <laughs> and I didn't know, I didn't know how to do. My my mother, girl, you think my mother was? Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> always very taboo. <laughs> Don't talk about it. You know, and, 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 and you know, the, the first real shock of me walking in the bedroom with my parents in the bed was like, you know, that was really probably my first experience with co-mingling was walking in and like, you know, the shock. That was my mm -hmm. first experience with sex in the bedroom. Mm -hmm. So, you know, none of this was taught to me. You know, you walk in, ah, you scream and you run out and you close the door. <laughs> So, you know, those were my experiences. However, you know, if I had had someone talk to me and when I was having my itch and my scratch, you know, at 12, 13, 14, 15 years old, I probably could have managed myself just a little bit better. I wouldn't have been, um, I, would, I, I wouldn't have been having those jungle experiences. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So you know what? Hey, sometimes we need a little jungle in our lives. So I think that's okay too. So I would just want to acknowledge, you know, uh, 
Tish out there. Natish is from India. She says hello from India. Terry says hello from Oklahoma. Thank you, ladies, for joining. Hello, hello out there. If you're watching the video, we ask you to share it on your timeline. Tag two people that could benefit from this conversation as we go on and talk about from the bedroom to the boardroom, do you know what you want? So we spent a little bit of time talking about the bedroom, and I think that's such an important conversation for us as women to be really comfortable to be really comfortable thinking and acknowledging us ourselves and knowing what we want. Um, and, and let's just sort of move through life. Let's, let's leave the bedroom a little bit and start talking about some other aspects of your life. Um, because I also think that in relationships just in general, and I'm not just talking about a relationship with a significant other, but I'm also mm -hmm. talking about relationships with family member, other family members, relationships uh, at work, relationships with partners, knowing what it is we want and expect from our relationships and being really clear about communicating that. I'll give you all a great example. From the time that I was a young teenage girl, you know, we used to go around and we used to call each other, you know, we used to like to call each other the B words. Excuse my French, but here's the illustration when we were young. You know, oh, bitch, you crazy, right? Oh, no, no, no. No, no, <laughs> right? No, no, we're not doing that. I was never that girl. I was never that person that could rock with that because as far as I'm concerned, what you say is what you mean and what you're right. thinking, what you're feeling at that point. And right. so mm -hmm. I was a little bit of an outsider because I wasn't going there and I'm not right. calling you one and I don't want you calling, calling me, me one. one. That's yeah. right. And mm -hmm. so that was really important to me. So establishing those kind of relationships, again, my, my husband, when I was a young wife, we established very on that I don't care if you're angry or whatever attitude or problem you have, you need to watch your words. Right. Because mm -hmm. you can't just suck them back in. Right. Once they're mm -hmm. out there, they're out there in the universe. And um, so uh, she says, which topic discussion is going on? So the question, what we're talking about today is from the bedroom to the boardroom. Ladies, do you know what you want, first of all? And number two, are you clearly expressing uh, what you want. So do you know what you want and are you able to express what you want? So even when we were young in that relationship, we ex decided early that we would not just say whatever because, oh, well, you know, I'm angry and you know, I'm mad. Mm -hmm. That's not okay. And that's the kind of way we decided. So do you know what you want in relationships and are you able to communicate? And so what's been your experience uh, with that, ladies? And that can go anywhere from friends, family, colleagues, partners in business, um, and so, uh, uh, Bernadette, we'll come to you first. Well, you know, Rhonda, uh, as I said, I, I didn't always know what I wanted, but today I do. And I feel that for the most part, I feel that I want to be treated with respect. I want to be treated with the same, the same care that you would want me to treat you with. You know, my, my, my philosophy is definitely Bible-based. And so I take a lot of my principles from the word of God. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. I want to be treated with respect. I, if I'm in, in professional relationships, I want to be treated with the same level of respect and courtesy and dignity that I bring to the table. Um, in personal relationships, I want to be treated with the same love and tenderness and kindness and thoughtfulness and consideration that I give to you. 
No, I think that's fantastic because you are at a point now where you mm -hmm. absolutely know what you want and you're able to communicate that clearly. Absolutely. And so that shows through because it's not only about what you want, you also give what you're looking for, right? So you live the example of sharing with others. This is what I want from this relationship. I'm going to walk the talk. And then I expect you to sort of, you know, fall in line and reciprocate. And here's the thing, you know, the, what mm -hmm. I've learned over the years is that you have to teach people how to treat you. Mm -hmm. you, you. You do. You have to teach people how to treat you because you don't know where they're coming from. You don't know where, what they've been through. But you have to teach people how to treat you. And you teach people how to treat you based on the way you treat yourself, based on the way you show up for you. Mm -hmm. I love yeah. that. Teach people right. how to treat you. That's your hashtag, women. <laughs> Teach people how to treat you. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. treat you based on the way you show up for yourself. I wanted to share this story because I thought it was so funny. Earlier this year, like around Mother's Day, um, I was in the process of, of selling my house and putting it on the market. And I'm and uh, I'm, I had some work that needed to be done because, you know, whenever you sell property, you want it to be in the best condition that you that it can be in to sell it. And so I was taking this business course, um, a business course, and I had conveyed the information at all uh, to one of my um, classmates that I needed someone, a handyman. And he said, oh, well, I know somebody that can do that. So let me give your number to him. Make a long story short, the gentleman uh, got my number. He came by. He brought someone because he happened to be in real estate, uh, real estate management. And so he worked with several different people. So he brought someone by to look at the jobs that I needed done. And of course, they finished it. So after I moved, fast forward, I moved in May. I sold the house and I moved in May. And I get this, this text from him, you know, asking me, you know, did I move yet? And, um, you know, had a, and, and that he would like to take me out uh, for for dinner or breakfast or whatever. And this was like Mother's Day weekend. So I told him that I was busy, but I would go out with him the next weekend. So we went out the next weekend and we had a nice time. And then the following weekend, which was like Memorial Day weekend, he invited me out again. So while we're sitting there at the table, we're eating and having a nice time, he tells me, you know, how, how nice he thinks I am and that he thinks that I deserve you know, all this stuff. And, you know, he invited me out. Um, he asked me if I would go on a trip with him. Of course, I declined because I've only been out with you twice. So I'm not going on right. a trip with you. You're not taking me somewhere and putting me on my back. No. Okay. Because we, we know where that's going, right? Right. So he says to me, um, so what are we doing next weekend? So I said, well, I have plans. I'm busy. And it, it was like he was taken back by that. And he never called me again. And I never called him again. So my point is this. You have to treat, teach people how to treat you. What made him think or why would he think that it was okay to, um, to take me out to dinner twice or have two meals with me and then think that he could take me somewhere for a weekend? Right. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then the well, next thing is... Right. And then the next thing is, is that he never called again and I never called him again. What was the point of me pursuing that? Mm -hmm. So, you, right. You know, like you have to teach people how to treat you and you have to show up for yourself. Now, had I not shown up in a way that, you know, in a way that 
that I cared about myself, that I respected myself, you know, he would have taken advantage of that and taken liberties with that. And at the end of the day, you really don't have anyone else to hold accountable for the way you're being treated, but you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I love that. I love that because at the end of the day, you always have to take ownership and responsibility for Absolutely. yourself and for mm -hmm. your own life. And if you feel like you are being taken advantage of, if you feel like your relationships are not working in your favor, then you only need to do one thing and that's look in the mirror. So um, so I wanna come to um, Lachelle, and we're kind of having some struggles with the audio, but I wanna see if we can get Lachelle in here to um, talk with us a little bit about, you know, the whole thing about knowing what you want beyond the bedroom, in your life, in your experiences, whether that's your business, or other relationships. Yeah, so as I'm listening to everybody share kind of their own experiences, a couple of things come to mind for me. So the first I think is just around identity and really not knowing who you are. So when I talk about my friendships, for example, and how long it took me to get clear about what it is that I wanted, right? A lot of that has to do with just not having a strong identity. And I think that the more, um, I'm gonna call it dysfunction for lack of a better word, that you come up in the more of an identity crisis that you have. So for me, both of my parents are addicts. I also have my own sexual trauma history. So when you start adding all of these types of dysfunctions and it doesn't even have to be that severe. So that happened to be my story. But for those people who grew up in two parent homes but there wasn't great communication or you didn't see love or there's, there's a whole spectrum of dysfunction, right? And I think that when you don't know who you are and you don't have um, a strong identity as you grow up, then it takes you longer to figure out what it is that you want. And then it takes, it takes you even longer to figure out what you're going to accept and not accept. So when I think about my friendships that I have now, it's like, I love them, but it took me a long time to, it really is around acceptance. It's like, you know, I get an idea of what I want along the way, but at some point I become unshakable and unmovable about what I accept and what I want. Right. And the reason why it takes so long is because I had no idea who I was along the way. Right. But now it's like, nope, I want to be a priority. I want the same reciprocal kind of things in return that I give, whether it's encouragement, time, energy, whatever it is, it needs to be reciprocal. And so now I think you eventually get to a place where you can accept what you want. Right. Even after you've gotten clear about what it is that you want. You then have to accept you as you are because the truth is I'm crazy. Most of my battle was uh, really around accepting me for me and requiring other people to get with it or get going. Right. Because once you accept you, then people show up that also accept you. Now I don't even have issues with people. Yeah, they still think I'm crazy, but they're not going nowhere. That's <laughs> <laughs> when that comes to mind for me. Yeah, no, I love that because you know what? At some point, you got to be comfortable being you. And I think, I, I don't know, as I, as I come uh, to you, um, Roz, on this topic, and then we'll go to Murray. As we go through this process, how much of us not taking the time to figure out what we want, i.e. who we are, is about shame and guilt mm -hmm. or, you know, fail thinking we're going to not meet others' expectations around that? Because, OK, so let's go back to um, relationships and family or even the bedroom. If I say what I really want, then people are going to think I'm being selfish 
or I'm not going to be a good girl and they're not going to like me or all of these things that come to mind. So, so Roz, what, what thoughts do you have around that? I was everything you all was saying. I, I just wrote down the word rejection. Mm. I wrote down the word uh -huh. rejection. Our experience, our identity, a lot of that comes sometimes out of, you know, rejection. Our experiences come out of rejection. Our experiences come out of things that happen. You know, Lachelle brought up unshakable, unmovable. I am priority. My big thing was if I'm if I'm not doing this right, will I be rejected? Will I not be loved? Will I lose this friendship? Will I lose this uh, boyfriend? Will I lose this friend? I was worried about all of that, not only from the bedroom, but then up to the boardroom. Because like Lachelle said, I didn't know who I was. If I had had a good foundation and not to not knocking my parents, you know, we talk about this all the time. Not they could only give me what was given to me. You can't mm -hmm. give from an empty cup. You can't give from what you don't know, from what has not been taught to you. So they say experience is the best teacher. But if I had had just a little bit of guidance, just a tea tiny, <laughs> I had had just a tea tiny little bit of guidance on my Tarzan and Jane experience. My, you know, time, I would have saved a lot of time you know, uh, relationships. I would not have stayed in relationships as long as I, as I had, because I was scared of, you know, what, what the public would say, what my family would say, what the church would say, what my business would say, but I'm not like that anymore. I'm not mm -hmm. like that because now as Bernadette said, and, 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 and Lachelle so eloquently said, I have now come into my own identity. I know who I am. Mm -hmm. I accept who I am. I am authentic. Mm -hmm. And so when I know who I am, and like Lachelle said, the people who, who, who am I like, they know I'm crazy. I'm just like her. I'm crazy. <laughs> I'm point blank. And I think that's why I like Lachelle. Lachelle and I do what she period point blank. I'm period point blank. All is well. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but iron sharp as iron. Lachelle can come to me and say, hey, you know, you out of order. And you know what I'm gonna do? I'm 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 gonna listen because I also know how to be a servant and how to listen and be obedient and and lead. I can't lead if I can't serve. That's right. Mm -hmm. So I have to be able, you know. So I have to be able to use that to go from the bedroom to the boardroom. This one lady, I was listening to her on NPR on what it was, and she said she was having problems from you know not making any deals. She was having problems in the bedroom. She said I had sex with my husband, and then I got a twenty thousand dollar deal she got home straight first and then you know what i'm saying yeah. and, and not necessarily that you had to have a, a partner in sex but i'm saying you got to take care of house you got to mm -hmm. take care of self and then once you get self and that and that identity then when you get out of your bed and you go to the boardroom it shouldn't be a problem yeah. Can I just can I just could I just piggyback on that? Because what you just said right there, Roz, is very important. You know, for those of us who are single and for those of us who are living um uh, uh, the, the Christian, the Christian experience, the Christian lifestyle, you know, you don't have a, a partner, but you do have a partner. You have you have your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And I'm just speaking from a Christian platform. This is not for everybody, but but it is for, for me. My my priority in the morning when I get up or my priority in life is making sure that 
that this relationship is straight first. Mm -hmm. Then those relationships, what is it, horizontal and 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 what is it, Verti vertical and horizontal, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's making sure the going up is what horizontal or is that vertical? Vertical. Going up is is uh, vertical. 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 Yeah. <laughs> so it's for me, it's making sure that my vertical relationship is right first, and then all of my horizontal relationships they fall into place. They fall uh -huh. into place because as a single woman, as a as a single woman that's practicing Christian, that's, that's living Christianity and practicing abstinence until marriage again, then that my first priority is to make sure that inside my spirit is well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, that's so mm -hmm. that's so important. And and Roz, Roz is out there, Roz. You got green tea in your cup, ladies. You all got what y'all got in y'all cups. I got coffee water. And Starbucks. You got water. <laughs> you got <laughs> what you got for me? That you know what? I got this mixture of of honey and and ginger in my cup. Ooh. And it is it is absolutely delicious. You know, I go to this Dominican hair salon when I go and get my hair done. And they sell this, 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 they call it a tea. And it's delicious. You don't even need to, you can put it in your tea, like just sweeten your tea, but you don't have to. You can mm -hmm. just boil some water. And I'll tell you, it's the best drink. I love yum. it. Yum, 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 yum. So yeah. we'll keep our conversation going. If you're out there watching, number one, don't forget to tell us where you're watching from. Tell us your comments. Share your thoughts. What do you feel about this uh -huh. subject? If you're out there watching, please be watching from the page Coffee with Rhonda. Coffee with Rhonda Facebook page or coffeewithrhonda.com. That way, as your comments come in, we can make sure to include them in the conversation. Tell us what's in your cup as well. And so, you know, Marae, I know you have a, a quite a bit to add on this subject. And I just want to throw in there as I toss it over to you that yeah, also goes for work, right, Marae? This also goes for like in your relationships at work and with your boss. Mm -hmm. This does not stop um, because you go to work and you have someone that you report to. You need to mm -hmm. also define and form that relationship at work because if you don't stand for something, then you'll go for anything. And so when you go exactly. to work, your boss needs to know that I don't work 24 hours. I stopped answering mm -hmm. my phone at 6 p.m. If it's an urgent emergency, you can pick up the phone and call me. But if you text or email, don't please don't expect me to respond at 9 p.m. just because you text me or email me. I start mm -hmm. at work at 8 a.m. and I will respond accordingly. Ladies, don't be afraid to set and establish those boundaries for yourself. So, Marae, what, what are your thoughts on this? I think, you know, it comes down to uh, laying the rules of engagement in mm. every single relationship, because uh, at the end of the day, if you don't do that, it, it goes all over the place. And uh, being able to do that, uh, I think it was mentioned before, you have to know yourself, you have to believe in yourself. And uh, one thing as well, you have to uh, forget about your past because I think we get tied up with our past, the way we, we've been educated, whatever experience we had, and then we get stuck. And then in my case, for example, I mean, a lot of the things that, uh, you know, even when I started dating my, my husband, I couldn't actually even go to my, my dad and tell him, okay, I'm dating this person. I had to make sure the guy is perfect and ready before I could actually have this conversation. And so it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of, you know, 
uh, always putting you back, trying to always please somebody, in that case, my dad, and then you continue to have the same behavior in the office. Right. Because every time you're like, okay, before I go and talk about a project or before I go and, you know, uh, raise my hand, I need to make sure that it's really perfect. And then I go to my boss and say, okay, can I present about it? Or can I now have my, you know, uh, um, a raise or something? And I don't have to do that, I, you know, and that's, that's the problem that I've been, you know, I, I've been working on. And with time, I've just realized that, I mean, everything doesn't have to be perfect. And uh, I can work with the imperfection and do something great with it. Mm. And that's, that's been really the discovery, the last, I would say, the last 10 years for me, personally and professionally, that uh, I really know what I want. I'm going to go for it, get the strategy. Yes, I'm not going to be perfect. Yes, I'm going to fail, but it's not going to stop me. It's not going to, you know, uh, um, um, stop me to actually tell people what I want, the way I want to be treated. And, uh, and where I want to go. So it's, it's been a struggle, but I think now I know where I stand, I know what I want, and I tell people what I want. I and I lay those rules of engagement uh, straight away at the beginning so people know what to expect from them. I love something that you just said, Marie, and that is mm -hmm. that you can work with the imperfection. Right. You can mm -hmm. work with the you don't have to be perfect. And so exactly. you go out there and decide. So is some of the fear in deciding and stating what we want. And Emerencia is out there and she said, first of all, hello, Marae and great topic, ladies watching from Namibia. Did I say that properly? So thank you so much for tuning in. Um, is so is some of that about the risk that if I mm -hmm. go out there and I say I want X, Y, and Z, and then it doesn't mm -hmm. work, or I fail, or this doesn't mm -hmm. work out, then people are gonna look mm -hmm. at me and judge me. Um exactly. I definitely think that there's a little bit of that fear of judgment floating under the surface. And I'll just talk that out to anyone um that's out there is some of being able mm -hmm. Be clear about what we want due to our fear of judgment. Absolutely. 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 You know, even even now, you know, there, there, there are different things that are going on in my life. You know, my life is trans, transforming and changing and new things are coming up. And there's this trepidation about, you know, about um, just just about putting it out there, you know, um, primarily like how will, you know, what, how will it impact the new, how will it impact the relationships that I'm forming or, you know, new relationships that are being formed? How will it impact that? But I have to just go ahead and, you know, keep moving forward. I have to, mm -hmm. I have to show up and I have to stand up and, and I have to own what, what's happening for me because it's great. It's good. It's positive. And you know what, if nobody accepts me, you, I have to accept me. And that's back, you know, that's bouncing the ball mm -hmm. back to something that was said earlier. You have to accept yourself. When you show up for yourself and you begin to accept yourself, other people show up who will love you, embrace you, and accept mm -hmm. you. I love that. I love that. You have, you have to set the tone. You, you have to set the tone. You're the one setting the tone for that's everybody right. to treat you the way you want to be treated. That's Otherwise, right. I mean, if you don't set any tone, you'll be a, a bouncing ball going from one one side to the other. That's and right. at the end of the day, it's not serving you. So it's very important to have this grounding 
and uh, and set the tone and and really be firm about it. Mm -hmm. No, I agree. Okay. I agree. And um, mm -hmm. anyone else can add on this before we start to move into our closing round. Where I'll, I'm going to ask all of you, to, what strategies can women use? Because you know we always want to leave people with something that they can take away. What can I do about this? It's great for us to recognize it, but we want to be able to help them push past and move past so that they can create a, an opportunity to love on themselves and be comfortable in their own skin. So anyone else want to add on this before I move to close? I do. You know, I was watching, I was watching um, a program the other night and it resonated with me and it was uh, Dr. Juanita Bynum, I, I love her. Mm. She said something so profound and it was like the light switch went on in me. She said that, you know, when you come to, when you come to Jesus Christ or when you give your life to God, that he renews your spirit, but it's up to you and I to renew our soul. Mm. He, she mm -hmm. said that, your, your salvation, your spiritual salvation, God does that for you. But he's given you the, the, the task of renewing your soul where it says work out your own soul salvation. Wow. So while your spirit man is renewed and alive unto God, all that negative thinking, all that stinking thinking, <laughs> all those, you know, all that stinking thinking, all those, all those preconceived uh, ideas that you had about yourself, all those lies that you've been told that you've been told about who you are not. Right. Because it's not about who you are. It's about who you are not. You know, you're not good enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not smart enough. You're not this enough. All those lies, you have to renew your own mind. It's, it's your responsibility. It's my responsibility to renew my mind to the truth about who I am. Mm. So it's each of our responsibilities to renew our own minds about the truth of who we are. Yep. I love it. I absolutely love it. Lachelle, I know you were going to add too. Yeah. And it goes um, kind of what we were talking about, but then also moving into your closing kind of segment here is when I think about part of the challenges that we have as women and how we solve it, I think it has a lot to do with giving ourselves permission, right? Mm -hmm. like that sometimes it's past situations, right? Because I see this a lot with business where people really want to serve a specific group of people and that group of people can't pay them. Right. Like they have a heart for whatever circumstance that we've been through personally. Now we want to be able to serve that same group of people. But many times, depending on our own circumstances, that group of people doesn't have the capacity to pay us or they're not even mindful that they have a problem or they're trying to even change the problem. Oh. And so, you know, we have to have this conversation around. Well, will you give yourself permission to go after what is really possible for you? Right. Like it's I think we have to find this balance, at least from a business perspective of number one, if we're in business, we're solving some kind of problem. And that person has to know they have a problem. Right. Like trying to solve a problem for someone who needs convincing is an uphill battle. Right. And I think that sometimes it comes from a place of fear where we've either had past experiences in business where it's like, well, I can't go after this other thing because the last experience that I had didn't pan out. 
right? There's this shame, there's guilt, and sometimes there's just a lack of hope. There's a lack of faith that this other thing can work out. And I think that the thing that we have to get in the habit of doing as women is giving ourselves permission to go after what God really has called us to do, right? Whatever assignment that he's given us, it will require that we give ourselves permission, which is really going against the grain. Yes, I've made these past mistakes and I'm still going after it. Yes, no one else agrees and no one else understands the direction that I'm going and I'm still going after it. I think permission is a big, a big piece of what we'll have to do um, as we make that transition. I think that's fantastic because the permission piece of it is huge, right? Giving mm -hmm. yourself permission. So, and, and ladies, there is no, so let me just, let me just say this piece. There is no shame and making money from what God has called you here to do or what you feel your passion or your purpose is. Okay, so let's please all stop. Can we just all say that we are, this is not about charity. You can't eat charity, mm -hmm. right? You can't, you can't pay the right. and you absolutely deserve to be paid properly for your knowledge and expertise that you bring to the table, whatever that is. So I'll give you a quick example. I was talking with a lady here at the conference um, and I just happened, she was just walking by and thought I looked like someone familiar. We struck up this conversation and she was talking about the fact that she's doing some volunteer work and she loves serving the Lord and she loves helping people find scriptures to support where they are in life and all of that. And we said, okay, I said, that's fantastic. And she said, so, you know, that's what I want to do. That's what I'm called for. And I said, and that's super awesome. So how can you get paid for doing that? Right. How can you get paid for doing that? If mm -hmm. that is what you want to build a business on, there is a market out there for everything. And as the great mm -hmm. Trevor Otz, Otz always says, there is more money in what you know than what you do. Okay. There is more money in what you know than what you do. So how can mm -hmm. you leverage that? So I'm going to start our closing segment now and just ask all of you, what strategies do you have out there to share for women about, you know, getting clarity, speaking up, deciding what it is you do because it's hard to go for something that you don't really know what it is and a couple of um things that i was thinking about uh, on this subject in terms of defining what it is you want is you know i think first of all the self-awareness and so my platform that i do my coaching when i work with clients we use emotional intelligence as a platform and the very first quadrant of emotional intelligence and you've got to build your foundation before you can then build your house is self-awareness right and so understanding what it is you want getting past those barriers getting rid of self-limiting beliefs all of that stuff and dealing with your own level of awareness about what it is you want is number one and then number two then you've got to have some discipline about yourself to stay true to that, to stay consistent, to not fall back on the, well, you know, people aren't going to like me if I do this. So I'm going to go back to this and stay focused, stay disciplined on what it is. That's what you're called for. If that's what you want, go for it. You see that big, tall, dark glass of man over there, right? That you want to go after and he's single. Well, go for it. What What's the worst that can happen, right? Maybe he's not interested, but you may not know that until you step up to the plate to try to find out. And then the last mm -hmm. one before I start to go around for the final closing round is courage. This takes courage, ladies. If we're not saying it is easy, you're gonna, it's gonna require the courage of your conviction, 
to be able to step forward and to stand in your power and to be unapologetic about the fact that you are going after, first of all, you are clear on what you want and you're going after it. So we'll start the final round and you guys can give your strategies and any closing remarks uh, before we get ready to wrap up our show for the day. And Marae, we're going to start with you. Yes, yeah, so I, I think it, you know you know what's uh, what's very important is that we um, we understand that if we don't know what we want in life, you know everything will will appear either as an obstacle or burden. Right. So we need to choose what we want. And I think one of the strategies that I've been using so far is uh, the, the one that I call there. So it's about deciding really what you want and which comes from you know, know, knowing yourself and, and really stating that you want to, to reach this level or you want to, to reach this goal. The second step is to take action So because nothing is going to happen even if you decide that that's where I want to be then you need to have a strategy and an action plan for that. And the next step is to always, you know, get the, the opportunity to extend yourself. So that's your environment, your, your uh, you know, learning from other people, coaches and mentors to actually, you know, help you to step up. And then you, you, you start all over again, you expand, and then you, you'll start again, you know, the, the same wheel. So it's, it's very important to be strategic and uh, and define clearly where you want to be and uh, and take action so that's that's mm -hmm. really the strategy that i wanted to share here i love that dare so ladies dare is the mm -hmm. strategies so dare mm -hmm. and uh and then as we think about it you know dare as we said dare to stand in dare to step mm -hmm. up dare to go for it dare to mm -hmm. not be denied um, dare to be, as Lachelle said earlier, unshakable and unmoving mm -hmm. in what you want. So I love that. Thanks so much, Marae. And um, Lachelle, let's come to you for any final comments. So when I think about, you know, solving this problem or, you know, no longer being stuck in, un being stuck with not being clear, the first thing I think about is just being honest with yourself about what it is that you really want right? Whether it's relationship or whether it's business is you being still with you and saying, if it was a perfect world, right? If fear wasn't an issue, if I didn't have all the limiting beliefs, what would I want? Right? I think you got to start there and then understand that everything has to line up with that thing, whether we're talking relationship or whether we're talking business, right? Everything that doesn't line up with that is the have the thing that you put on your list is a distraction. The thing, the opportunity that presents itself business-wise that doesn't line up with your vision that you just said you wanted is a distraction. Mm -hmm. I think it starts with being really honest with yourself. And then I think it, the, the second step for me is faith. Like you have to have confidence because it's a process. Even if I say I want this man or I want this business or like it is a process for all of us. It will not happen overnight. And you have to have enough fortitude in the process to be patient and actually fight for what it is that you want. So for me, that's a faith thing. I got to have confidence that God really loves me enough to give me the thing and confidence that he is preparing me for the thing. Mm -hmm. um, and then the last one is just support. 
I need to be able to have a friend that I can call and say, fuck this job and these kids and this man. Like, I'm sorry, somebody might be offended by that. But I need to be able to say I quit and I quit again. And I, quit again. And I need my friend to be able to say, okay, well, we're going to quit for the next 30 minutes and you're going to get this out and then we're going to unquit and get ourselves together. It's out whether it's a friend, whether it's a coach, whatever that look, a husband, whatever that looks like, I need a space and you need a space to be honest about the process because it's not simple. It's not easy to uphold your boundaries and not settle, right? It's easier to do the thing that is in front of you and the feel good thing. So for me, it's about getting clear about your vision and being honest with yourself, having faith and having support. I love that. You know, I always like to say um, that to go along with and to tag on to what you're saying, success is not a solo sport. Right? Mm -hmm. Success is not a solo sport. You need a team. You need people you can rely on. You need a network um, to be able to help support you, even in times like this when it, you need to have that one-on-one um, -on -one conversation. So thank you so much for that. And we're going to come now to Roz and we're going to wrap up with Bernadette after Roz. I was I've been listening to what everybody said, but I want to I want to go back, Lachelle and everybody's been bringing up great points. But there's one thing that Lachelle said going against the grain. Yeah. As you come into your identity, you have to realize you can't follow everybody. Uh -huh. Everything that everybody else is doing is not for you. If it's not a part of the solution, it's a part of the problem. So as she says, for me. And, and this is some of the stuff I had already implemented. Once I found out what my identity was, I knew that I had to be unshakable in my decisions. I had to be unmovable. The priority is me. It's always me first. God and me. Those are, you know, mm -hmm. that's that's the pecking order. Mm -hmm. And you have to decide what is the pecking order in your life. Right. Mm -hmm. And then out of all of that, you have to be consistent. You have to be consistent. And every decision that you make, if it was no before, it's no now. Mm -hmm. Now, we, you know, in the process, we make adjustments. Always understand that we look at our strengths, weaknesses, opportunities and threats. But the biggest thing was that when I was listening to her is that going against the grain, we don't follow everybody. We have we mm -hmm. set ourselves apart. And it's the reason why we set ourselves apart is because we can't follow the crowd. I no longer follow the crowd. I lead the crowd. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Love that. Love that. Yeah. Goes, Good one. <laughs> it goes with a quote that I've heard um, before that I absolutely love. And that is why are you trying so hard to fit in when you were born to stand out? Right? Mm -hmm. You were born to stand out. And so let's focus on standing out in our uniqueness mm -hmm. and our power. Bernadette. You know, I, I, I love that, Rhonda. That's that's exactly what I was thinking. You know, oftentimes, you know, don't here's, don't dumb down yourself. That's mm -hmm. that's the thing. Don't dumb down who you are. Don't yeah. dumb down who you are, because at the end of the day, you may not always receive um, acceptance. You may not always receive the support. You know, when when I when I accepted the call to preach the gospel, I, I, it really, it really threw me because that was not what I wanted to do. I never, I never envisioned myself as, as a minister of the gospel. But when I answered the call, I had to learn and be, and become aware that everybody wasn't going to follow me. 
Yeah. Everybody wasn't going to embrace me. Everybody's not. But I still have to stand in what I know I'm called and purpose to do. So in closing, I just want to encourage the audience that as you find your as you find your purpose and as you build upon your purpose, don't get discouraged and don't get distracted if you don't get the support that you think you're supposed to get from the people because it's not that you don't that you won't get support oftentimes we get sidetracked because we feel that the people that are closest to us should be the ones that embrace us and support us and a lot of times that's not the truth because everybody mm -hmm. that comes with you can't go with you mm -hmm. Absolutely love that. Everybody that cannot come with you cannot go with you. Right. No. Everybody that comes with you can't go with you. Everybody so that comes with you can't go with can't, you. Can't go with you. So don't be surprised. Don't be discouraged. Just stand in your purpose. Stand on faith and, and know that you will be okay. It's going to be okay. Uh -huh. That's awesome. 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 Great conversation, ladies. We want to thank Doc Early, who's Doc C. Early, who's out there watching. And, you know, as mm -hmm. always, our goal every week is to come stimulate your thinking around specific conversations, give you some food for thought, leave you with some ideas and strategies that you can implement in your own life. Listen, we don't have all the answers. We are just a group that loves to be able to contribute to the conversation. So you are the owner. You are the leader. Um, you are the architect of your own mm -hmm. life. And it is absolutely up to you to decide which strategy is right for you and your life. Uh, I just want to share just a few quick things um, because first of all, I want to just take a moment, ladies. Can we take a moment to congratulate everyone that watched last week and got us to our first 1,000 view episode? Thank you for watching. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for watching. Your love and your support is so very helpful to us. So we want to thank you for that. We also now have a YouTube page set up where you can view past episodes. And uh, and that's if you go to YouTube and type in Coffee with Rhonda, you can see the past episodes there. <laughs> as we grow, we now have a Facebook group. And as our guests, if they have free gifts or giveaways or, I, um, or things that they want to share with you, then we will be placed those in the Facebook group. So you want to be sure to join the Coffee with Rhonda Facebook group. In fact, our last episode, we have a free resource in there on the art of saying no. And then finally, do you have the right stuff? Are you a coach, author, or thought leader who wants to be a guest on the show? And if so, you can PM any of our co-hosts um, to get uh, information on how to apply to be a guest on the show. Uh, we definitely want you to contribute to the conversation. So um, I want to thank everyone here. And by the way, ladies, so I have gotten into this thing where I am doing some different fashions. You know, when y'all are on video a lot, right? You got to switch up the fashions. And I'm like, okay, I can't be going in my closet every day because that closet ain't that deep. And so what I've, what I've started doing is going out and broadening my fashion, right? Because I got to be cute. You know, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm professional all day, right? I got the suits and all that. This is my opportunity to have fun, let our hair down and mm -hmm. be women thought leaders and, and that we are. So what we're going to do is he says, oh, you're so awesome. Thanks so much, Doc. So this little dress is simply adorable. You all can't see the bottom, but it's actually got little slits at the bottom that sort of flare out. And I got it from Rip. Uh, the runway, rent the runway. So you can just get your outfit, wear it a few times, send it back, get a next shipment. Exactly. Thank you so much. So I'm going to be sharing some of my fashions because a part of this is 
listen, lady, you don't got to spend all your money to be cute. Mm -hmm. Okay. You can be cute mm -hmm. on budget and on a budget. Want you contributing your money to other things in your life, like investment and your business and all of these other things. So I just want to wrap up with those comments. You guys are awesome. My co-hosts, you guys are amazing. Thank you so much each for each and every week, as always. Lachelle, thank you so much for joining the conversation. Thank you, Michelle. Thank, thank you. Great conversation. Thank you. You're very welcome. And everyone out there, stay tuned. If you don't watch it, don't forget, share, comment, like to continue sharing that love. So we look forward to seeing you next week on another episode of Coffee with Rhonda. Same time, same station, 11 a.m. Eastern and 10 a.m. Central. Until next time, continue taking the small steps and the big steps to live your most amazing life. Bye, everybody. Bye. Take care.